Welcome to the Ready to Thrive podcast. My name is Jacqueline, and I don't know if you've ever felt like you are just surviving your life. I know I have, and that's why I created this space. I want to help you move from surviving to thriving. My goal is to help you get unstuck and actually enjoy your life. Each week, I'll be sharing practical tips and always point you to Jesus. So what are you waiting for? Let's get ready to thrive. Okay, hello and welcome to Ready to Thrive. I'm incredibly excited to be doing my very first live interview with Jenny Randall. And I'm going to let Jenny interview herself. I'm going to let Jenny (laughs) introduce herself. And I'm just going to warn you, there may be just a few giggles on this podcast because we have already been giggling away and we actually had to just stop ourselves from having our own conversation and decide to hit record. So anyways, this is Jenny Randall, who I think is a self-proclaimed creative ninja. Uh, She's written a book. uh, I want to say it's called The Courageous Creative Devotional. And so we'll get into some of that, but I just want to hear a little bit from Jenny. Tell us a little bit about who you are. And I will stop talking. (laughs) Jacqueline, thanks for inviting me here. This is so fun. Okay, so me, oh man, Um, where do I start? Uh, I am a mom. I have two little kids and I just, we just relocated from upstate New York to Florida. So we're living the beach life now. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So that's pretty fun. And I run a marketing business alongside my husband, Matt, and we also run a ministry called Freedom Creatives. And that is where like my writing and my speaking and I get to do ministry traveling around. And that's where my heart and my passion is to serve. And I also serve um, leaders and business leaders through our marketing business. So that's where the bulk of my time hmm. goes to those two things. Now, have you always done that? Has you always been doing marketing and this creative stuff? Or how did you get here? So I, my first job out of college was we, I moved from New York to Hollywood, the wow. entertainment industry. Okay. Yeah. So I lived there. 60 of our college classmates all moved out together. So that was like an easy move. (laughs) It didn't feel isolating. It was awesome. Um, And we all just started getting jobs in the entertainment industry. And, you know, you have to start. You can't start being like, I want to be a video editor. I started as a PA or, excuse me, as a receptionist. I was the office receptionist and I had to answer the phones. And I could barely say the company's name. It was so awkward. And my friends, gosh, they loved prank calling me. It was the worst. (laughs) The worst. And I'd be like... Trying to figure out, okay, is this a real like crazy person or is is it my friend? friend. Yeah. So that was interesting. Um, So, you know, you start your way on the bottom and the owner of the company let me use the editing software at night. Excuse Hmm. me. The owner of the company let me use the editing software at night. So I got to teach myself like the the television quality editing software so Hmm. I could be up to industry standard. And then I moved into an editor role within another company and I was editing things for studios, like on behind the scenes movies for like Kung Fu Panda and Madagascar, all these really fun X-Men, all these really fun projects I got to have my hand in. And then from there, I felt called to go help my pastoral friends start a church. Hmm. So I moved about an hour and a half away to do that. And I was freelancing as an editor. And then uh, I felt called to step into speaking. Didn't know what that looked like. And since I became a Christian at 18, mm-hmm. and one of the defining moments I had with God is I felt like he said, you, you are called to impact people through media. Hmm. And at the time, I was studying television. So I'm like, oh, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Obviously, that makes sense. And I was looking back at that 
because I journaled through it. And I'm not a journaler, but then I'm, I'm thankful. I mm. should be more of a journaler because yeah. I look back through and I'm like, wow. And what I wrote down is you're called to impact all forms of media. And now I can see in the span of my career, it, he's moved me from behind the scenes to in front of the camera. So now it's like I'm doing um, authoring and speaking stuff, and that's more like on on a stage. Quote. Yeah. I'm using air quotes, you guys, yeah. on a stage. Um, and back then was behind the scenes doing marketing, and then so then I did marketing and all that. So yeah, it's a, it's been quite a few steps, which yeah. actually I really appreciate because I think one of the things you're saying is even you know you kind of had this call or you knew that God was kind of stirring something in your heart. And sometimes we just think, oh, so that will happen tomorrow. And that will look right. like this. Yeah. And not realizing how many little steps along the way it will take. And sometimes those are backward steps. Um, they feel like backward yeah. steps. And but we can really even forward step. Yeah. And we can even actually be paralyzed in the big vision and then feel like, okay, well, I'm gonna do either nothing or so have you felt like you've been paralyzed? I think in that's some ways? huge. That's huge you say that. Yeah. yeah. I, I I can cast vision for days. Like that's one of my like um, personality traits. Like I can, I can cast vision. I can dream like radical big, like let's be as creative as we want. Like, but to the point where it does paralyze me from moving forward because I'm carrying that vision. It's like, well, how do you even execute it? And the thing that freed me in that was my pastor said this genius thing. And he said, your purpose is to glorify and enjoy God in whatever you're doing. Hmm. That's your purpose. And I was glorifying my calling or my God assignment or these dreams as my purpose. So when I felt like, oh, I didn't achieve that thing, that was my assignment, I felt as if I was out of my purpose and I was so striving to get there. But when I saw that, oh, my purpose is to glorify God right here, right now in this moment, it freed me to be like, okay, well, that's easy. I can go smile at the person at Starbucks and I I can strike up a conversation here. And in hearing God's voice in just that thought alone and kind of framing my world around that has equipped me to walk in my God assignment hmm. because I'm hearing him in those day things. Like take, take yes, do that podcast interview and that leads to this. Or yes, go talk to that person over there and that leads to this um, joint conversation that leads to this. You know, like you, you never know. Right. And I think it's huge that you brought that up because – Dreams can be so paralyzing and even isolating because Mm -hmm. people, a lot of people may have a hard time catching vision of a dream that you may have or feel called to steward. And I think it's important as a big, if, if you guys listening are big dreamers or Jacqueline, if you're a big dreamer to realize that dreams are fragile Mm -hmm. in the beginning, Mm -hmm. um, it's really, really important to prayerfully consider who you share your dream with. So true. Yes. Because have you had an experience yeah, I just know, well, I just know that um, I think you have, you kind of almost have to steward dreams yeah, and you can share them with the wrong person mm-hmm. and that can crush you or it can direct you in a way that I love what you shared, even in that sense of, um, you know, God has given you that vision, but something you just said a few minutes ago was this idea, and I hope people will even pause and and rewind back to listen to what Jenny said about just how sometimes we can put the assignment, the dream, the thing above just pursuing God. And when we mm-hmm. are in that place of pursuing God and in the little things, because I think there are probably quite a few 
moms at home who have big dreams who are listening and are like, yeah, but I'm just here with my kids, right? And so I think I I sometimes, I got sick of hearing that message where people would say, just be happy being home. I was like, I'm not. But when I started viewing it in some ways as this outpouring of like, God's love. And even like you said, yeah. the smile, the, yeah. I mean, it's amazing what um, an impact can be had in just all of those little things. And I think you're right. Like those things, not seeing them as a means to an end to get somewhere, but as just this outflow of your pursuing God and loving God and through all of those things. And that he will, it's almost like he's using that in some ways to prepare you yeah, for these other things as well. Yeah, well, I believe if you're a believer in Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit and dwelling in you, Mm -hmm. and he moves through you. And it's in those moments that were in those moments of obedience where we respond to the promptings Mm -hmm. of the Holy Spirit or we step into areas that we feel he's positioning us for that it is catapulting us towards the next thing. Mm -hmm. And I love that you brought up um, moms who are home with their kids because it is one of the greatest jobs, quote, air quotes again, guys, quote unquote, that you can have is stewarding, um, discipling your kids and doing it honorably and giving God glory in the midst of it. And not, and yes, it might feel routine and it might feel mundane, but it is one of the most valuable things. I mean, I pray so often, God, let me, let me catch the vision you put on their lives. Hmm. Like, I want to see, I want to see the talents, the abilities, the, the, giftings you've given them so I can empower them to step into them boldly, even their spiritual giftings. Like I want to be used by God in such a way that they're, they feel they can be unstoppable to strengthen the kingdom in whatever way that looks for them. Well, I love that what you're saying too here is that this may not be something that's coming naturally or easily, but something you're pursuing. And I think that's when I was sharing, like, I got so sick of hearing this message. I think because in my heart, I was still feeling like, no, something outside of the home is more important. And I, it wasn't until I really, in some ways, surrendered all of those things to God that um, he was able to, I would say, cast a vision for my family. And so that was part of it is that I, I just said, okay, God, I need a vision for my family the same way I, I have a vision for my career. I need mm-hmm. to plan for these things with my family the same way I plan for other things. And so yeah. if you are that, you don't have to be the mom. You could be the university student or whoever who is kind of feeling stuck in the mundane or stuck in a place where you don't want to be. So if you're in a job you don't want, uh, maybe just spend some time sitting with God and say, okay, what is the vision you have for me in this time? Like how can we partner together to actually um, – not just wait, wait it out until the next thing, but actually partner well. And what is God trying to do through you and um, teach you in that season? Yeah, I think you're really like, I feel a prophetic moment happening here. Like, I think you're really hitting on something powerful because I think God is in the business of melding vision with current reality, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And I feel like for a lot of people, if, if you do ask the question, Jacqueline just said, like, ask God to show you vision to carry you through the moments. And I, I feel like God's going to start showing you in the moments you're at now that might seem insignificant. He's going to show you how that's impacting the future vision to come. And those moments are the ones that are going to carry you to that. 
And maybe for some, you haven't experienced yet, that yet, but I want to challenge you to like lean into those moments, like journal down those moments. Cause those are like defining moments that don't feel so defining. But when you get to that vision, when you're doing whatever that is, you're going to look back and be like, Oh, that moment back here hmm. was where God said this. And, and I took action or whatever, yeah. whatever it may be. Well, I really like that. I like that. Um, even the encouragement to journal and I'm not I'm not a huge journaler, but I have some. And so I always would try and be like, dear diary, and have these long paragraphs. And I realize sometimes I just need to jot a note here or there. And when I have done that, I've been in those seasons, and I look back. It is that amazing way to look back at the promises of God. And you think about um, people in the Bible who had no idea they were people in the Bible. Um, They're living their lives. (laughs) Air quotes again. (laughs) Um, But, you know, you do see especially, you know, in the New Testament, there's all these um, times where people will speak and they'll say, hey, here's here's our history. Here's what happened. And they're kind of going to look back. Here's how God came through for us. And so I think when we have those things for ourselves, where we say, here's what God has been saying all along. Here's what he's done. And we can see, oh, God, you actually have been pointing me towards this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did want to ask a question because you had mentioned this idea of dreams being fragile. Mm-hmm. So did you have an experience for yourself where you were like, I have this dream? Yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. I don't know why I'm getting emotional. Uh, Yeah, so I was working in the entertainment industry, serving at the church, like really involved, and I felt called into speaking. And I told one person. And they were like, well, why why would you do that? Easy question. But, of course, Mm -hmm. I twisted those words to you're not good enough to do that. You're so insignificant. No one cares what you have to say. And I just started twisting those words and Mm. they paralyzed me for 10 years from moving forward in that. And um, the Lord really, really like, (laughs) I'm sure he was speaking to me the whole time. I finally heard him. And the question that I had rolling in my head was why, why, who am I to do that? Who am I to do that? And I would see other women get up and speak. And I think maybe I could do that. You know, and not in an arrogant way, but like, oh, my, I was connecting to what they were doing. And why would I do that? Why would I do that? And the Lord one day in my prayer time was like, Jenny, do you know who I am? And I mean, man, repentance. Like I was just sobbing my face off and I realized I was making this assignment I felt called to do. I was making it about me Hmm. when what I know, what I know to be true is that God is far bigger than my own agenda. God is far bigger than any dream I'm ignoring or any dream that I'm pursuing. Like God knows what he's doing. And I was questioning that by doubting the calling he's placed on my life. So when I repented and was like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, God. Um, I began to step out onto it more boldly and uh, I shared it with my best friend and she's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, you could do that. And she actually, her and her husband actually invested in my dream and sent me to a conference to go to a writing speaker conference where I learned a lot. And like there I had just moment after moment of God confirming the things that were on my heart and like really positioning Mm. me to step into the dream. So it's been crazy. Well, I love that story. And not that, not that I love what happened to you in the negative sense, but I love that you share about how, um, Sometimes what the words we can hear from others or an experience we can have um, can sort of crush us or it can, um, things can get twisted. And I, I do talk about that in an episode, um, a few episodes ago, lies versus truth and this idea of how 
things can come in and get twisted and they can keep us stuck. They can paralyze us. And so you were in that place and then you were able to share with, you know, the right person mm-hmm. who was able to, and I think that's key too. Not, not everybody has to have a voice in our life. Um, and so sharing with the right person who is able to see the truth and, and the right person isn't necessarily the yes person who just is saying, you know, yes, you should pursue your singing dream if you're a terrible singer, whatever. (laughs) Right. Um, but the person who we trust, who can say, yeah, I believe in you. And, um, I think one of the things I like about you, Jenny, is that you talk, you, you know, you have this courageous creative and I have a really hard time saying the word courageous, but, um, (laughs) you did a great job, (laughs) but we all need courage you know we need this and we need people who can be our cheerleaders who can say I'm going to call that out of you I believe in you for those moments where um, you're feeling less sure about those things because those those lies can can get in replay in your head of like who am I to do this thing whatever this thing is and so I love that that um, you were able to come through and, and walk in this place. So are you now in this place? Well, you, you are. That's part of your job. You're now walking in this yeah. calling. Yeah. I'm in it, yeah. but it's still scary and there's still doubt and there's yeah. still the lies. I mean, I was texting a friend. So we're right now, you and I are at a conference um, mm-hmm. and it's fun and I get to be a speaker here, but I was texting a friend last night and I was like, oh, I feel nervous. And she's mm-hmm. like, stop. Like you, God has positioned you there for a purpose. And yeah. As I was praying through, why am I feeling so anxious? What is going on? I, I realized, again, I was making it about me. Right. And God said, I, I positioned you there to give, not to get. Like, it's yeah. not about you. Stop making it about you. And with that little shift of attitude in myself, it, it changes everything, you yeah. know? And when you position yourself to give rather than to get, it really frees you to walk in the areas you're called in. Yeah. I think that's so true. And I think that is true for a almost like a daily posture. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think I'll just share a little bit more of my um, coming into this. So we're at this conference, as Jenny shared. And I think what can happen, whether you're going to a conference or um, walking into your university classroom, whatever it might be, you can have this idea of immediate comparison where you are like, okay, how do I measure up with whoever's in the room, and I know that whatever I've chosen to wear that day, I'm going to be like, oh, I've, I've worn the wrong thing. And, and that <laughs> I person... I think I already did that yes. here with you. <laughs> Somebody is more stylish than me, right? And, but I realized, you know what? Every woman is going to feel that way. Yeah. And, um, and it's easy for um, us to do one of two things. One, to, to go into kind of strivey mode of I need to... And you could do this in high school as like, I need to go hang out with the popular girls or I need to have these conversations... Or you can hang back and listen to those voices that say, I'm not good enough. What am I doing here? And so uh, my prayer for myself going in was, hey, God, I want to show up as my full self. I want to show up as just me. And I realized um, one of the best ways to do that is to, um, similar Jenny was saying, is um, be present and serve. And how can I just connect with people and not be thinking, I'm going to get this out of this conversation or something, but just how can I really listen well, which is, it is a challenge for me. And I know challenge for so many of us in this distracted world. How do we listen, care for people where we're at? And, um, yeah, I think that is, that is kind of getting to your sweet spot. Now I want to talk about your sweet spot a little bit, um, because I want to talk about creativity. (laughs) And, um, in the show, we talk about moving from surviving to thriving. And a few years ago, um, I feel like creativity as an outlet really surfaced um, for adults in the adult coloring, right? That took off. 
And I was thinking about that today and how um, as adults, we seem to have lost creative outlets and we can believe the lie of I am not a creative person, right? That person is creative. I'm not creative. And so what would you say to people first off who are saying, well, I'm not creative? Oh man. So people that say that I will punch them in the face <laughs> so nicely. I will. No, I think, I think they may have the wrong view of creativity. So I define creativity as a simple act of making stuff. So if you're finding yourself saying, I'm not creative, ask yourself, well, what have I made lately? Maybe you made dinner. Maybe you helped your kids with an art project. Maybe you organized the house in a creative way. So there's a lot of different creative expressions we can be doing and we're not even realizing it because we put creativity in a box of, okay, well, I'm not an artist and I need to paint if I'm creative. So like broadening your viewpoint of creativity. I mean, business-minded strategy leaders are some of the most creative people out there. And a lot of the times they're undermining that creativity that they actually have. So I believe everybody is designed to be creative. And over time, as we age, it actually decreases. I mean, science has proven it. And part of the mission I'm on is to help leaders and creatives and non-creatives and believers, okay, basically everybody, (laughs) to fight back, Hmm. to find that God-given creative expression. Because I actually believe it is one of the greatest weapons we have is our creativity because it's from that place you feel equipped to dream again. It's from that place you feel empowered to take risks and to build businesses. It's from that place of understanding, okay, well, God has positioned me to be creative. You you can speak life into others over here. So I think it's definitely something that we all have. Some of us might have lost it, but it's worth fighting for, for sure. Okay, so for those of us who are listening who are like, I've, I've lost it. Yes, I'm making dinner, but it's just going through the motions or... Um, I don't have time or money to be creative. Like, mm-hmm. what would you say to that person to spark some creativity? How could they, they're like, okay, I think I kind of want to yeah. get into this. What would you say to them? Yeah, so the the biggest lesson I want people to walk away from this episode knowing is that you can strengthen your creativity. It's okay. actually like a muscle. You can go to the gym, you can work it out, you can build it back up. So think about what you love to do as a child, as a four and five-year-old. Like, were you playing with Legos? Were you designing clothes, were you drawing? And maybe just start there, like go back to that place of childlike wonder and create again in that mindset. Uh, Another thing you can do is you can do things daily like um, singing songs in your car or like freestyle rapping, Mm -hmm. which, okay, so my book goes through 31 creative challenges that build up muscles. And one of my favorite ones that I like to do when I'm with people in real life is a freestyle rap. So do you know where I'm going in this moment? <laughs> no, Jenny, I do not know where you're going. Tell me more. You're going to rap for us. No, I would love to challenge you to rap for people okay. just because it's fun. Okay. And then we're going to overanalyze how it felt. So okay. what's like your passion topic? Is it striving, thriving? Well, what's your catchy thing again? Striving to thriving. No. Yeah. Yep. Moving. So it. ready to thrive. Moving from surviving to thriving. Surviving. Yeah. I said striving. Okay. Sorry. I knew. And it was thankfully an S. they rhyme. So that's a wrap. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to rap about that? I don't want to, but okay. I am going to. Okay. Do you want to rap about something else? No. I can. I think if I'm going to rap, I'm going to choose the two words that rhyme. Yeah. That's probably okay. wise. Okay. All right. Here we go. I'm not going to. I think won't about look it. at you. I don't know any. Are you going to? Are you going to give me a beat or something? Should I okay, Instagram yeah. this? I feel this needs to be like. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, but I need to think of other words that rhyme. Well, that's the beauty of just flowing. Okay, so I am the least likely rapper around. 
We're not beating. No, I'm, I don't okay. do beats. All right. Okay, no beats. It's like a beat free. <laughs> I can do this. Do it. I'm on a mission. I'll stop that- recording. I'll stop recording. I feel like that's added pressure. <laughs> Camera's off. And I'm wishing. Yeah. That, that is actually stealing someone else's rap. That's fine. Um, Kanye, we, we to, see you, to Kanye. Take, take the women from surviving to thriving out there live in their lives because they can't stand doing the dishes. And man, they're wishing for a bigger dream and they want something to see and putting on their clothes and painting their toes. <laughs> Can't wait to do their hair and get out of there. Yeah. Boom. Ah. I have a new career. <laughs> Thank you for those of you who and get out of there. Okay, so that's going to help me be more creative. That was amazing. Wow. Well, you just yeah. spent 30 seconds stretching your creativity. Okay. Okay, but I want to I want to overanalyze. Did you feel stretched. Yes, tell me. <laughs> I could tell you were a little nervous, which rightfully yeah. I would be nervous as well. Yeah. But what what was was it cuz I was staring at you? Like what was behind the anxious feelings because I have never I don't know if I've ever freestyle rapped okay um and don't know what I'm doing don't know if I have rhyming words so you felt you yeah. felt was it that you felt like you had to perform perfectly or you just felt like you weren't equipped for the assignment yeah that I wasn't equipped okay so that I love overanalyzing this with people mm. because I think it shows like in our creative nature where the roadblocks can come. And a lot mm. of times it can be you don't feel like you have the proper resources. So it paralyzes us from even taking action. Right. But as you saw, as you were doing it, you were becoming more equipped with your fancy little rhymes and yeah. things were like starting sort of to flow fun. and like it was becoming more natural. So if you step out into new creative adventures, and I know that was just a little freestyle rap, like, but it's a great example mm-hmm. of when you're stepping into something, even when you don't feel equipped, you become equipped in the process. Right. So a lot of the times we don't even step forward because we don't have the resources and God will provide resources. But a lot of the times, the first time he's just saying, why don't you just be obedient? Right. Step out. Yeah. Step out. And mm-hmm. I, I will fill those resources for you. So possibly somebody listening is like, I think you have a career. In rapping, Jacqueline, I think that now that you've, no, um, I think that's very true. I actually was thinking about that because um, I know you have these exercises and ways for people to stretch um, their creative muscles. And I was thinking about how years ago um, we moved into our own place, got married, and, and I grew up with a mom who's loved to decorate, an excellent decorator. So I would just count on her coming over and decorating my house for me. I'd yeah. be like, here's my stuff, you decorate. And um, life got busier and I realized, okay, I, need, I probably need to just step up and, and decorate. And so I bought this really old, like 100-year-old kind of hutch thing that I love and has all these shelves. And so I like to decorate it seasonally. Mm-hmm. And there was one night where the kids were out and I had this time and I had all my stuff. And I was like, I can do this. And as I was putting things into the hutch and I'd like look at it for a second, then I'd step back. Do I like this? And I tried going with the like okay, I'm just, just go with the stuff you like, like no pressure. You have time to try this out. And when I was done, I could just sit on the couch and stare at this hutch and it gave me such joy. Yeah. But I also realized that was me growing my creative muscle. Yeah. And I was like, I can do this. It actually is going to take a little bit of like time and work for me to grow that. But what happened a few, a few years ago made me realize, oh, I can decorate. Like that's yeah. a way to stretch this creative muscle. Um, and I've more recently been trying to do that with um, getting myself dressed, um, realizing that I can fall into the same jeans and white t-shirt because it's easy, mm-hmm. but it takes 
a little bit of energy for my brain to say, no, how do I put things together and be creative? Like, yeah. I think that's another way to be yeah. creative, right? You, yeah, I just started wearing this fancy makeup thing, like Kardashian contouring, where you yeah. like, you know how they have really great. Right. So I had a makeup person like teach me how to, this is so dumb, you yeah. guys. No, she it's was good. teaching They're me like, how to do it. Yeah. And the way she finally got me excited was she's like, you're just being creative on your face. And I'm like, ooh, yes. that is speaking yeah. my love language. And it's so true. There's yeah. different ways we can express our creativity and in yeah. different avenues for sure. And I like that you say too, it does help it does sort of help give you permission in other areas of your life, yeah. right? Like you're unlocking something. Yeah. Um, it spills over. Like totally you stretching that yeah. freestyle wrap. Yeah. Somehow, some way that, that strengthens the muscle as a whole to spill over in, in the podcast or in right. your writing. Right. So, sorry, I interrupted. No, I'm that's excited. good. I, um, yeah, I, I think my hope is that whoever is listening would, as you've, as you've been listening, you would have some ideas kind of get dropped into your head of ways you could take action. And I do like to sometimes leave the podcast listeners with some sort of actionable step, just something that you can put in your calendar and say, hey, I'm going to, whether you want to go to a craft supply store, just pick up a few things. I've started doing this where I don't really have an agenda, but I just walk through a craft supply store and see what sparks my interest. Like what's something I could do? And again, it doesn't have to be perfect. I'm just going to buy something for the purpose of being creative. Yeah. Yeah. And I see that in my kids, right? Like I don't have to, they're the most creative people. And yeah. I know you talk about that. Like we lose our creativity. And why do you think we lose our creativity as we get older? Well, oh, there's so many reasons. I mean, rules and regulations get put on us in school, mm-hmm. um, in the home. Maybe um, there's, you don't make time for it. You don't cover mm-hmm. up the proper time because you have to be an adult. And, right. you know, uh, there's performance. You feel like you have to perform. So you think creativity is a job, whereas actually when you're creating healthily, it's actually a form of worship mm-hmm. because God is creative. Yeah. So um, I, there's a lot of um, people pleasing can fall into it that paralyzes us from creating because you feel, again, the whole performance thing. So there's a lot of different things that go into holding mm-hmm. us back. Um but if you want to stretch your creativity, like you were talking about, there's writing prompts. Like if you feel to be creative as a writer, you can Google writing prompts and they'll teach you like mm-hmm. finish the sentence or form this thought. And, um, there's a ton of different exercises you can do. My book has 31 creative challenges for people. So okay, love that. And can you see the title again and where people can find it? Oh yeah. It's called courageous creative and it's, uh, on Amazon. It's in Barnes and Noble. It's, just everywhere, I think. Well, not everywhere. Let's not be yep. crazy, guys. But And another way people can find you is actually on your podcast. Can you tell me just a little bit about that? Because I love the title oh. and the concept. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, so I co-host a podcast, and it's called Shut the Should Up with Candace Payne and Jenny Randall. So Candace Payne is also an author and speaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's well known as Chewbacca Mom. She had yes. a viral video <laughs> go crazy a couple of years ago where she put on a mask and just was laughing her face off. And I'm here to report that is her genuine happiness, and I just love her for it. Like, yeah. she's she's so fantastic. Yeah. So our whole premise of the show is helping people stop shooting themselves. Mm-hmm. And I have to be careful when my New York accent comes out, and it sounds like I'm cussing. I swear right. I'm not. Um, so we help people reframe their mindset and find freedom from the things they should and should not be doing. Which is so good. Cause I think you're right. We, especially as you're a mom, our free time is limited. Yeah. And so what I found, this is revolutionary for me years ago, 
I found in my kid free time, well, I would just get groceries or do errands. or And again, I was constantly working instead of really doing things that cared for my soul. Yeah. And um, that could be now going for a walk, having a prayer time, but it also can be a creative expression. Yeah. So I like that idea of even saying, in my kid free time, I am going to just sit down and color or draw or do something that, um, and it could mean going shopping, but not necessarily for an errand purposes, but again, creatively, you know, finding ways to express myself or things like that. Um, so I, I really like that, that you're giving people this permission away from the shoulds. Yeah. Um, cause that's, that is this place where we can get stuck. Yeah. Uh, I am curious, how, how did you and Candace meet? So part in, in part of the book writing process, you need to find leaders. Well, you can find leaders to endorse your project yeah. and to support it. And so I made a list of all these leaders that I really admired and like made an impact on my personal um, writing and speaker journey. And she was on that list and we didn't know at the time. So I reached out to her people yeah. and I was like, Hey, do you think she'd be interested in endorsing this project? And she, I mean, people get projects all the time and she, I knew she had a background in worship leading. And so mm -hmm. I thought maybe this would be something she liked. And she said, yes. And she looked at it and loved it. And she offered to endorse it, and wow. from then we've just developed our relationship and friendship, and it's wow. been really fun. It's been really fun. She's been such a blessing yeah. in my life. That is so awesome. Well, you guys should definitely check out uh, their podcast, the Shut the Should Up, and I will try and add some links below to that as well, um, as well as both of their books. Um, so I know Candace isn't here, but I also I did read her book. I think she even did her own art in her. Yeah, she's um, really talented. Yeah. yeah. So I just appreciate. Um, both of your voices in that. Um, one last question for you, um, again, as a busy working mom, um, what are some things that you just do regularly in your life to kind of help you thrive? Like what are, whether it's the most practical thing yeah. or what do you, what do you do? Um, I've been really, since we relocated and moved, like I felt like God said in this move, I'm going to teach you how to rest because mm. I, I love what I do. Yeah. I could do it all day long. Yeah. Like I love serving others and writing and all this stuff. Um, but it's, it's takes away from my family and yeah. it takes away from my sanity for being fully out. Cause you can't do that all the time. Yeah. Uh, so God said, I'm going to teach you how to rest. So there have been practical things for myself. I've had to do like, I turn off the computer on the weekends. Mm. So I'm not tempted to go work. I turn off, like I have a set out, I'm out of the office because I work from home too. So it's like I have office hours. I'm like, now I'm working, now I'm not. So I'm just strategic with my time. Yeah. And I don't have my phone in my bedroom anymore. Like that's been a big one. Yeah. Um, and I, I've been really trying to be, excuse me, fully present with my kids mm. and not have the phone there, not being distracted, not picking up phone calls for work and just being with them. And yeah. it is the most precious time yeah. in my day. And I know that might sound... Um, insignificant or like, oh, well, you should already be doing that. But it, it was a habit I had to cultivate yeah. and to show up like and honor my kids because they should be my most precious time. I mean, obviously time with Jesus, of course, yes. that is precious time as well. And I yeah. do cultivate that too, but it's... I love what you said there because you, <clears throat> you use the word habit. And that's what I've realized that really so much of our life is made up of our habits. And so um, I know for myself, I had many nights where I felt like 
my head hit the pillow and I was like, oh, I wish I had spent more time with my kids. I wish I hadn't responded to my phone as much as I did. And um, I have found that not having my phone in the bedroom has mm -hmm. been a huge yeah. um, catalyst to that. Are, is there anything else? Because I know there are probably everyone listening can relate to that. Um, feeling like sometimes our phone can own us and we're just going to do this one text or just do this thing. And then suddenly it, right, like it's, it's literally this device created to suck us in. So have there been any other tips or things that you've done to help kind of help you get present? Because I, I think yeah. that a lot of uh, people can relate. Yeah, I had this conviction moment and I wrote about it in uh, a book I just submitted. So it's not out yet, but, and I can't remember how I worded it, but it was this moment where it's like, you know how you go to the restaurant with your husband and you're like, you're there, you're with them. Yeah. But you're not actually, sometimes you're not actually with them because you could be distracted by watching the TV above them or totally. like checking your phone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the story of Martha and Mary, like she's there, she's serving, she's with Jesus, but she's not with him. Right. And th there were these moments, even in my relationship with God, where I'm serving for him, but I'm not with him. You know, I'm not mm -hmm. present with him. And that, those are two totally different things because yeah. you can serve your family all day long. You can cook them dinner. You can serve at your job. You can serve God, but you're not actually with those people yeah. and you're not present with them. So practical stuff, like literally hiding my phone. Like if I feel like I need to be somewhere with somebody and like actually pay attention, I'll like hide my phone or like turn yeah. it on to silent because you know what? A lot of, when has an emergency happened where if you don't answer, that's very rare. Yeah. Thank God. Right. And you need to honor the people you're around. So just even that shift of mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm serving, but also am I being fully present? Right. It's just this mindset thing yeah. that has helped me free in that. Yeah. Well, that's so awesome. I think so many people can relate and, um, being able to, like you said, um, be present fully present where you are. I think that is a, a big gift. And even I even think um, heading into the Christmas season, right, as everything gets kind of busier, how do we practice that rest? I love that that's been the um, theme or the thing that you've talked about in terms of thriving. Um, that's something I love talking about is how do we, how do we actually really set ourselves up well? And so uh, as Jenny started talking about this idea of rest, she made a plan. Like she made a plan like I'm I have office hours. I am putting my computer away. And so sometimes for those of us, we can feel like our lives are running away from us. But um, some of it st starts with stepping back and saying, how do we how do we first make a plan to rest here? And so I love that God's taking you into that season. Yeah. Um, I love that you guys are walking up this calling. And um, where can people find you if they want to hear more about you and... Um, yeah. Get in contact with you. I'm on I'm on the website, yes. jennyrandall.com. Randall is R-A-N-D-L-E. And then I'm on Inst I love Instagram, so it's yeah. jenny.randall there. Okay. And hey, can I encourage you for a second? Yes. I, Jacqueline, I love uh, the intentionality of your podcast. Mm. And I'm really, I know we've just met, but I'm like mama bear proud of you, Aww. how you're stewarding this and Thank how you're you. showing up for it. And I feel like you have the gifting of really verbalize. I feel like you're the friend that, somebody's just like this is like this is all happening and then you're able to frame what they're actually saying does mm -hmm. this make sense yeah. like you can like put their 
verbal vomit into words. Yeah. And that's actually a gift. And I, mm. I see God using that in your life as a way to communicate that empowers others to step mm. into their calling Thank and you. the areas he's positioned them for. So thank, thank you. you for serving in that way. Thank you. That's yeah. super encouraging. Yeah. Really appreciate that. Uh, well, thank you for being on the podcast it's and awesome. looking forward to connecting you more here in person. We're going to go off and giggle some more and drink our <laughs> coffees that are getting cold. Um, thank you for listening to the Ready to Thrive podcast. Hope this podcast has helped you move one step closer to thriving. Thanks so much for listening today. I really am so encouraged knowing how many of you are being encouraged by this message. And if you have found it helpful, would you mind just sharing it with a friend leaving five stars or even a review wherever you listen to podcasts, podcasts, keeping it super professional. Um, If you want to connect more with me, head over to Instagram where I'm at Jacqueline.Widener. Or if you want some free resources, head over to my website at JacquelineWidener.com. This has been an Extend Network production.